0: In today's technological society, it is not uncommon for both criminals and victims to have social media accounts. Many victims who are active on social media made posts right up to the time they disappeared or they were murdered. Today's cases involve missing persons who posted on social media right before their disappearance or death. These posts have become potential crucial evidence in their cases as they provide insight into their state of mind and actions prior to their disappearance. Haunting last social media posts, this week on Mysteriously Listed. Number 5. Cassie Compton September 2014, 15-year-old Cassie Compton had spent the weekend with a family friend Hunter. The two were excited to go to a demolition derby in nearby Dewitt, 26 miles away from where Cassie lived with her family in Stuttgart, Arizona. She would return home that night, September 14th. Her mother Judy would later report that Cassie did not seem like she wanted to talk, and the two only had a short conversation. Now this may be because Judy was sick in bed, and Cassie did not want to disturb her mother, but there is some suggestion that something was going on in Cassie's life. This seems to be supported, as her half-sister would post on her Facebook page on October 17th, almost a month after Cassie was last seen, "'Baby girl, I'm putting the pieces together daily. I have a feeling I know what happened to you. Tonight I broke my silence and told your secret.' I love you, and I only told because I hoped it would help. I love you, baby sister. Stay strong and remember you are loved. I know someone has taken you, and I will find out who. I will help you if you reach out to me, baby girl. You are beautiful, you are smart, and most of all, you are important to many people. Just after 7pm September 14th, 2014, Cassie would send a text to Hunter, telling him she was going outside for a smoke. Neither Judy nor her boyfriend, Brendan, would report seeing Cassie leave the home, but she is never seen again. Cassie leaving the home with only her cell phone. That evening at around 9.15, Hunter's mother, Tracy, would receive a phone call from Brendan, asking them if they had seen Cassie or if they knew where she was. Brendan also tried to call Cassie at least two times during the night, but the times of these calls are unknown. The next day, Judy realised her daughter was not home, and she immediately began calling and texting her. But she didn't receive a response. Her calls went straight to Cassie's voicemail. After having no luck with Cassie's friends, Judy claimed she notified Stuttgart Police Department. Now I say claimed only because Brendan would also later claim that he was the one that reported Cassie missing after he rode his bike to the police department the night before. But there is no confirmation of this, that I can find anyway. Regardless who reported Cassie missing and when, Cassie was reported missing to the Stuttgart Police Department, and they would later state that Cassie did not, quote, qualify for a Morgan Nick Amber Alert, unquote. This is because they initially considered her to be a runaway, and not in any immediate danger. Judy and Brendan are considered persons of interest in the case. Early on into the investigation, they had their phones seized and searched, but they were eventually returned, and it is unclear if anything of significance was found. Considering the phones were returned, I am running with there wasn't anything found. Judy's car was also forensically searched. There are many rumours out there about Brendan's behaviour towards Cassie and Judy's other younger children, but these rumours have never been confirmed. Judy did call off her engagement a month after Cassie disappeared, and her and Brendan are no longer together. She would later tell reporters that Brendan was controlling, and she believed Cassie would come home if she knew Brendan was no longer in their lives. Despite this, investigators do not believe Cassie disappeared on her own accord. She remains missing to this day, and the FBI are now involved in her case. Cassie Compton was 15 years old at the time of her disappearance, she was 5 foot 3 and 100 pounds with dyed blonde hair and gray-blue eyes. She was last seen wearing a blue tank top and teal plaid shorts. If Cassie is still alive today, she would be 21 years old. Number 4, Hannah Love, On August 23, 2012. Mona Harris arrived home from work and noticed her daughter, 16-year-old Hannah Truelove, wasn't there to greet her as normal. The two lived at the Lake Lena Club Apartments, a gated complex in Gainesville, Georgia. Mona took a nap, but when she woke and Hannah still wasn't home, she panicked. She called her ex-husband, Jeff Truelove, who is also Hannah's father. Hannah and Jeff had a dinner date every week, but he told Mona that Hannah hadn't shown. When Mona spoke to her daughter's friends, and they hadn't seen Hannah either, and they told her they last saw Hannah hanging out with them in the complex's common area until 7.30pm, when she headed back to her apartment, but they hadn't seen her since. Mona then reported her missing to the Hall County Police. Law enforcement officers searched for Hannah in the surrounding wooded areas, but the search was soon called off after a storm hit, leaving two to three inches of water in its wake. The next day, August 24, 2012, a man walking his dog in the same wooded area behind the apartment complex came across Hannah's remains. She had been brutally stabbed multiple times. Unfortunately, due to the storm the night prior, A great deal of the trace evidence and blood evidence was washed away, hampering the investigation from the start. A witness would come forward and report on the evening Hannah went missing. A silver car containing three unidentified male teens had pulled into the apartment complex parking lot. One of the teens got out of the car and walked towards the tree line, out of the witness's sight. When the teen returned about 10 to 15 minutes later, Hannah was seen walking just behind him. They continued walking across the parking lot and behind a building, near the area where her body would later be found. Now Hannah was with her friends after this and she was alive and well, but despite this, this teen is considered a person of interest in the case. Investigators also received information that Hannah may have had a stalker in the lead-up to her disappearance. Hannah's father, Jeff, told investigators that someone who rode the same school bus as Hannah may have harmed his daughter. Apparently, Hannah would sometimes skip school to avoid this person. Jeff believes this person may have also threatened Hannah in the past. On August 12, 2012, Hannah tweeted, quote, I got me an ugly ass stalker, unquote. Six days later, she tweeted, quote, Every time we talk, I feel sick, unquote. And then the day before she disappeared, Hannah tweeted, quote, I need to move out of these dang apartments. I'm so scared right now, unquote. However, investigators believe Hannah most likely was just venting and never felt there was a legitimate threat coming from this person's attention towards her. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation, or GBI, also became involved in the homicide investigation. They reported that a 1990s to early 2000s four-door vehicle, either a light-coloured Chevrolet or a Dodge with front-end damage, was seen in the area at the time of Hannah's murder, and they are interested in speaking to the owner of this vehicle. Also, they believe that more than one person was present at the time of her murder. Throughout the years, Hall County Police have received thousands of tips, but none of these have led to the person or persons responsible for Hannah True Love's murder. Number 3, Blue Harding. In the months leading up to her disappearance, 19-year-old Blue Harding was reportedly living on the streets of Billings, Montana. Blue had been struggling with her mental health and drug addiction and loved ones state she was acting erratically in the months and weeks before she vanished. Despite this, she was always in regular contact with her family, never going more than a week without talking to them. It wasn't until August 20th, 2018, when her family realised they hadn't heard from Blue in almost a month. When they checked her social media accounts, They realised she hadn't posted since July twenty third, which read, "All depressing, but I'm typing it like it's everything. But relying on feelings suck." All Blue's social media activity had ceased after this. Concerned, her mother reported her missing to police. After the initial report was filed the authorities would question family and friends trying to work out where Blue was last seen and when and with whom. The last confirmed sighting would be July 23, 2018, the same day as a mysterious Facebook post. Blue was walking along Buena Vista Drive at around four in the afternoon. Reports have stated that she may have headed to Kansas, New Mexico or Montana but it's unclear if there have been any substantial sightings since Blue disappeared. Unfortunately, it would take three months until November 2018 for Blue's information to appear in the state database and for the Yellowstone Sheriff's Office to reach out to the family. In a 2018 news article, Blue's sister Tamara would later claim authorities never really tried to find her, because Blue was allegedly trading sex for drugs. Despite these claims, because Blue was a tribal member, the FBI was contacted to follow up on leads, but to date there is no information available regarding the FBI investigation. Blue Harding was nineteen years old at the time of her disappearance. She's American Indian, five foot four, and 125 pounds with long straight black hair and brown eyes. If Blue were still alive today, she would be 22 years old. Number 2. Leela Faulkner 29-year-old Leela Faulkner had moved with her young daughter into her parents' home in Troy, Alabama, this was due to a breakdown in her relationship with boyfriend Blaine, due to his dislike of her increasing drug and alcohol use. Leela's parents were aware of this, but agreed to take her in while she dealt with her addiction and worked on herself. On July 4, 2016, Leela made an allegation on Facebook, posting that Blaine was gay, and this was the reason for their split. A few hours after this, her parents left with Leela's daughter to attend an Independence Day barbecue and to watch the fireworks. At some point after this, Leela left her parents' home and was never seen again. At first, her parents weren't too concerned. Leela had disappeared before but always returned after a couple of days. But when their calls were going straight through to voicemail and Leela stopped posting on social media – something that she would do frequently. Her parents reported her missing to the Pike County Sheriff's Department. During their investigation, authorities questioned Blaine when they discovered he was the last to communicate with her via Facebook Messenger. He took a polygraph, which he failed. However, when he was asked to take a second test, he refused. Despite this, Layla's mother does not believe that Blaine harmed her daughter – but that he may know more than he is letting on. Due to Layla's risky lifestyle, her parents have accepted their daughter is no longer alive. There have been a few rumours as to what may have happened to Layla Faulkner. At some point, authorities received a tip that Layla was targeted by a man who abducted and murdered her, then torched her body in his truck. Authorities allegedly found this truck, and it was indeed burnt up. However, no forensic evidence linking Layla could be uncovered. All other tips regarding this case centre around Blaine. He's never been charged in connection to Layla's disappearance and is not considered a suspect at this time. Blaine denies having any knowledge as to what happened to Layla, or that he left her for another man. Layla Faulkner was 29 years old at the time of her disappearance. She was 5 foot 6 and around 130 pounds, with blonde hair and blue eyes. She was last seen wearing blue shorts, a white tank top, and would have been carrying a large black purse. If Layla is still alive today, she would be 34 years old. Number 1. Larissa Sam. In 2015, 22-year-old Larissa Sam was working as a dancer in Indianapolis, Indiana. In the early morning hours of June 21, 2015, Larissa left work and headed to her uncle Rusty Wagner's home for some drinks to wind down. While there, Larissa posted to her Facebook page that she was looking for a texting buddy, including her phone number in the post, Larissa left Rusty's three hours later, at 4am, to go home but is never seen again. When she did not go to her parents the following day to pick up her four-year-old son as promised, her parents reported her missing to police. Later that day, police would find Larissa's car with a flat tyre, near an abandoned home in Mars Hill. Her purse, phone, wallet and keys were found inside the car and then a comment on a Facebook post for the missing persons case suggested that Larissa was kidnapped and trafficked to another country. Because of this, the FBI became involved early on into the investigation, but according to their data, this comment was determined to be a hoax. The FBI have ruled out many other possible leads as well, Many of these revolve around Larissa posting her phone number to social media shortly before she disappeared. The FBI have publicly stated there is no evidence anyone she met on social media may have be been responsible for her disappearance. The FBI have also stated there is no evidence that someone had followed her home from work and that she didn't meet anyone from there. Very little is said about Larissa's uncle Rusty, who was the last person to see her alive, or if anything happened before she left his home that morning. There were some armchair salutes that revealed that he was convicted of rape in 1989, although the circumstances around this crime is not known outside of this. Unfortunately, we may never know any further details as Rusty suicided in March 2017, taking all his secrets with him to his grave. Authorities have never publicly stated whether or not Rusty is or was a person of interest. They have interviewed multiple people, actually, and never revealed or ruled anyone out. To this day, Larissa's family remains hopeful that she will be found alive and one day reunites with her beloved son. Larissa Sam was 22 years old at the time of her disappearance, She was 5 foot 7 and 135 pounds with long straight brown hair and brown eyes. However, when she was last seen, her hair was dyed black with red extensions. Larissa was last seen wearing a black tank top with the words Weed is my spirit animal and a lime green marijuana plant inside a dream catcher on the front. She was also wearing lime green shorts or a skirt. If Larissa is still alive today, she would be 28 years old. Do you have something you would like to see mysteriously listed? Do you have a particular theme that interests you? Message us on Facebook at Mysteriously Listed and on Twitter at List. If you like what you've heard today, we would love for you to share this episode on your social media of choice. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, we would appreciate it if you could leave a positive review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Research, additional writing and hosting is by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu.